Hi, everyone. You're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I'm your host, Neil Rubenstein. And today, I'll be sitting in traffic. Miserable, miserable traffic. Speaking with Matt Rubano, formerly of Taking Back Sunday and the All-American Rejects, and currently in the Upright Citizens Brigade Touring Company. Yeah, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. Good. How's that update going for you? Uh, so far, uh, the three useless new features that I've been able to check out are really, uh, really special, really something. <laughs> you can uh, uh, text someone a doodle with your little finger if you want. Um, so that's uh, huge. Yeah. Huh. It'd be good, like, uh, it's probably good for, like, cartoonists. I feel like. Yeah. It's real interesting, like, there's that, and then they just, like, I guess they've just hired so many people at Apple that they got to, you know, give them something to do. So, like, <laughs> they change, you know, the, the most, like, minute little thing to make it seem like it's cooler, and uh, and I guess people are, for the most part, probably way into it. Well, like, I think I saw, because I, I always wait, I always wait to, like, the point one where they fix all the bugs from the point zero, you know? That's, that's the move. Uh, but I saw on someone else's phone that, like, they're just adopting other people's stuff. So, like, the text messages now look like Instagram messages. Your icon is, like, a circle at the top now instead of... Right. Yeah. Or maybe that's right. Facebook. I don't know. I, I feel like everyone's... Like, it, it all looks... All the different apps, like, all the platforms have to look like the same, otherwise we get confused and we don't know what we're doing. Right. And there's also that trend where, like, this is actually, like, a scary thing, in my opinion. I've seen this on a couple of different, uh, in a couple of different places in in technology and creativity lately that that it's alarming for me. Uh, Are we rolling, by the way? Are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, we're in it, man. Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, So... I didn't want to start a whole dumb thing if we're not even doing it. Um, so, so uh, you know, apps like the social media apps that all had like a personality for, and that's being generous, like for for lack of a better term, like they you know they serve something, they have an identity. Like Twitter's 140 characters, and then uh, Instagram being images that, of course, people were using for for basically just like food and their like vacation photos at the beginning. And then Twitter needs to be able to post photos and video, and Instagram needs to be able to have video, and then there was Vine for a short while and being the thing, and then Instagram topped that, and then there was Snapchat, and then Instagram basis. Like, everything is merging into being the same thing for fear of not being able to do everything. And yeah. the scariest place that I sort of saw this uh, recently was a friend of mine. I've been doing a bunch of like, uh, you know, independent sort of like film scoring in the last uh, year or two and um, doing original scores for friends of mine, either doing short films or doing web series and stuff like that. And I've gotten really into it and I, I, I really enjoy doing it. And a friend of mine sent me a link the other day to a video 
that was about how um, how they asked like people on the street to like sing a part from a score from Star Wars, and of course everyone could do it and sing a bit of uh, the, the the original Superman score, and they could do it, and Harry Potter, and most people, while well, I could, most people could do it. Uh, Jurassic Park, etc. All these big, big movies that sing the score from it, and people would be able to do it. Then they dropped the statistic that the Marvel movie franchise is the biggest movie franchise in history, uh, bigger than all of those combined, and uh, asked all of these same people on the street to sing any bit of a Marvel movie score. And, uh, of no. course, no, no one could do it. Yeah, and no. then what the video sort of reveals is this phenomenon of uh, not only Marvel intentionally uh, using pretty, like, bland music so as not to generate too much of an emotional response at any point in those films, uh, the goal being the broadest appeal that you can sort of get. Huh. Um but the fact that most uh, directors, when they're editing now, will, because they won't have a, a film scorer come in until the film is completely edited, most directors will edit to temporary music. In the industry, they call it temp music, obviously. And, and, and the temp music is nine times out of ten music from another movie that came out two or three years ago. You'll notice this in trailers if you go to the movies and you watch the trailers and stuff or you watch them online that like the music in the new like battle epic will be the music from 300 and the music in 300 was the music from titus and the music are they using it are they using it as a template like to make sure that their beats fit into the formulaic beat yeah they're using it to underscore the tone of the moment but what happens is no, 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 but I'm, I'm asking, like, the, the whole movie. So did they just, like, put on the two-hour soundtrack? No, and no, just no, no. Make it's sure bit that, by bit. Uh, yeah, it's, it's scene uh, by scene and piece by piece. So, you know, if there's a battle scene, you'll hear the battle music that you've heard in Gladiator and that you've heard in 300 and that you've heard in, like, a, a Sin City movie. And so this is just for the purposes of editing. But the problem is that these directors are editing to this music, and the music is essentially a placeholder. So then when they go to hire uh, the, the, the composer to do the film score, uh, they're, they're asking them to literally duplicate what they've already got. So it's basically, it's kind of not too dissimilar to like a record label being like, hey, we just put out this uh, Green Day record, and uh, we really like it, um, new like junior bands like we'd love for you to basically re-record these songs with you singing them but Not they kidding. did i mean they did that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just went out and signed they're like oh my god this band's huge like let's find a million bands that sound exactly like that right so that's bad we've known about that phenomenon for the last you know however many decades going on but this one is, and I mean literally, dude, I'll send you the link, but they are literally having these top-tier film score guys like Danny Elfman and like coming in and being like, all right, we really love the temp music. And they're, you know, you've got these guys that are being hired to recompose 
the the work of their peers. You know, it's not like we love this score from a Pacino movie from the 70s. We'd love to bring a vibe back. It's like this thing that came out three or four years ago that your homeboy composed, we want you to do it. Even Fury Road, like Mad Max Fury Road, a movie that I think was a really big deal on so many levels, had a score that was very uh, um, uh, 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 derivative and, and reminiscent of the temp music that they used, which was the battle music from another movie. So, like, that is alarming because it's like, if you extrapolate that out, I mean, what's the end result of that is, like, Every movie is going to have this. Every movie in a genre is going to have the same music. We're all going to be, you know, and you, if you think about how powerful some of the moments of the Star Wars score, I mean, score is so epic and iconic. And any movie that has a Godfather, I mean, like, the score is what drives home the emotional content of what you're looking at. I mean, that's how you know what to feel at any given moment. And the, the Marvel, uh, the Marvel folks are trying to squash that to just, like, nothing, uh, which but I think is the drag. Look, I just found out about this from hearing it from you, mm-hmm. but I will say, and with the most confidence, that it's not just Marvel. There's no way it's just Marvel. And what's really the difference between doing that with the, with the score and doing what they're doing with the the scripts like yeah. like w- when you first said it to me like I genuinely thought they're just editing the movie to a score that exists yeah like not scene by scene but just the whole movie like that's what I thought you meant because that's equally as realistic yeah it's like, possible well, here's this, like, weird crescendo 10 minutes into the movie, so we need something to happen 10 minutes into the movie. Then there's right. this other thing 25 minutes into the movie. That's where we turn to act two. And yeah. every movie just fits into that same thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I, the result is that thinking people, people that give a shit, are turned off or are so ahead of the curve that, like, entertainment doesn't have the same impact, or at least mainstream entertainment doesn't have the same impact that it it could have, or maybe once did, and that like, you know, people that aren't, people that don't care, people that sort of veg out in front of things and just consume media in like a non-critical way are fine with it, which means they're getting over, which means it's working. Well, yeah, it's totally working. I'm one of those people. I just like I love all the Marvel movies. I love, you know, cookie cutter uh, comedies. I love it. I love the I love the twenty two minute sitcom. I love it. And yeah, I'm, I'm not me, criticizing that. I'm, I'm I consume that stuff as well. But uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I mean, I, I just it works. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they've proven it works. It works. I like it too. And I just I. It, it almost gives me hope because, well, at least there's a formula I can put my ideas into, into the package that they like it to look. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when I'm when I'm pitching to somebody, when I'm pitching to a network, or when I'm pitching to a movie executive, I can be like, oh well, this story goes like this. It's like these other movies that you're very familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so like, I thought, it gives um, me hope. It gives me hope that I can 
still eventually break in. Well, did you – so, like, I have this very – you know, I have no experience, like, sitting in a uh, Hollywood studio executive's office and pitching an idea. But I do feel like some movies – like, you can see the elevator pitch. You can, you, you can, you can yeah. hear what it is. You can see the, yeah. the two lines that someone said to someone else to get a meeting, and they were like, all right, we'll take a look at this thing. Yeah, it's and, like this and this meets this. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, right. It's, it's, right. It's either like a cross-pollination of like two other things or it's like as simple as uh, – like I saw Don't Breathe the other day. Have you seen that? Which one? It's called Don't Breathe, the movie that just oh. came out recently, like a horror thriller kind of thing. I, I haven't because I'm scared of horrors, but I'm familiar mm-hmm. with it. I, have to, I know what it is. So as I've gotten older and uh, <laughs> become less of a child – and, and and hung out with a lot of dudes over the years uh, that that really had a penchant for horror movies and like in a um, in an in an almost like uh, like scientific way where they like really study the entirety of the genre and see the more obscure stuff and the more gory stuff. I've sort of like developed my taste for it as well, but it's largely it, it skews more thriller than it does just like uh, you know gore or like intense violence. So this movie is about three teenagers that plan to uh, they plan a, a B&E a break and entering uh, uh, in in Detroit where like the neighborhoods are all dilapidated and there's like one actual resident on a suburban block you know so it's like real easy to cherry pick a, 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 a target for these uh, these robberies and they're they're very successful in the beginning and then they pick this one guy who uh who as the, as the story unfolds like is a shut in and he's blind and they uh and he has like received some kind of settlement because uh, his daughter was killed and there's there's rumor that he's got like a couple hundred grand in cash inside the house so these three like degenerate Detroit kids are like we're gonna uh break in and steal this money and it was really fun to watch. It was, you know, it, it, it plays on all of those tense moments that you can imagine are there when there's a guy standing in the room who can't see you, but he knows you're there. And all that. And, oh, and then he ends up being, like, an ex-special ops, like, Iraq war vet. Yeah, uh, of course. No, yeah, yeah. Right, of course, of course. And yeah. then there's a twist, and, and, and he's terrible, and he's not it's the protagonist, and, and everything happens. But Yeah, he, mur- I, he murdered his own daughter, probably. I mean, and, just... From the trailer. <laughs> you know what? It's, you're you're so close, but it's even worse. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it gets really gnarly. And but but when I was watching it, um, it felt a lot like um, another movie that I had seen. And it, I don't want to like reduce it, but I saw. Did you see Green Room? No, but again, I'm familiar yeah. with it. Just I don't. Green Room, you might be able to get through just because of the subject matter. There, it's like a. There's sort of like a, I mean, it, you know, it's, I guess it's always a little bit hard to watch. Yeah, it's, it's, the, play, it's um, the punk rock. It's like the, yeah. it's the punk rock of the skinhead one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but it's essentially the same thing where a bunch of people sort of walk into a situation where they think it's going to be fine, and I don't know why they think it's going to be fine, but it isn't. And I just think like, but even the aesthetic and the sort of like portrayal of the characters and the develop and you know at the end you think it's over four different times and then you know uh the guy's still alive or you know his dog chases you or whatever happens and like 
I've enjoyed both movies a lot. Um, I like a lot of the stuff that's coming out of that A24 studio that did uh, uh, they did the uh, Witch earlier this year and stuff like that. Like Black so Phillip. Yeah, I dig a <laughs> Black Phillip, man. I dig a lot of that stuff, but like I think I'm I am afraid that what I like is just the emotional experience of being like tantalized with watching something be off the edge, and that like the actual stories are sort of incidental, and that's what leads to what you were saying before, where, like, we're not too far from a place where the content of a script is incidental to, like, the experience of just, like, looking at some images. Yeah. And that's that's sad. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree 100%. There's, uh, but, again, it's, like, it's hard. It's so hard to say... But one, it's hard to say that stuff without seeming cynical. Because I'm not being cynical about it. Like, I'm fine with it. Like, there's, like, there's these moments in every movie where, like, you identify, once you, once you peel back the, uh, whatever they call it, I guess they call it the onion, once you peel the onion, you're like, like, I recognize all the things that are going to happen. And it helps me. It helps me in, like, the execution of, of writing those things out, like, coming up with an idea and being like, oh, I want it to be like this, but, like, with this. And then it's easy right. for me to lay that out in, like, the formula. You know what yeah. I mean? It's easy for me to be like, so, 25 minutes in, something's going to happen. Right. Something's going to happen. It happens These little checkpoints. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, 60 minutes in, or what? A 45 minutes in a 90 minute movie, 45 minutes in, something's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> you just know it. You know what I mean? And it's like it makes it easier for me to know if my story feels like a movie or not. Right. Well, and that's not the. Only, I mean, that's not the only reason I like it. I like it also because there's a you know there's a familiarity to it. Like, sure. like oh, I know I I know this story. Like. If there's a twist, then it's like, ooh, that really got me. I'm really surprised by that, you know? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I like, kind of like that about it. But with I apps, do. I don't like it. Like, with apps, it's like, all right, yeah, now there's an Instagram for Facebook. Now there's yeah. a Twitter for Instagram. Now there's an Instagram for Twitter. Now there's a Vine for Facebook for Twitter. That's Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, and really, it's, that's all. I think that the, the disappointing part of all that is that it's just – it's not it's not creatively driven. I mean, it, it may have creative results, but it's driven by commerce. It's driven by, like, this... The, the tech world seems to sometimes have this really arrogant idea that, like, you can soothe... You can sate all users, that you can, like, somehow make something that will keep up with everything forever. Like, you know, like... Twitter. If Twitter tomorrow says, "Oh, guess what, guys? Two hundred and eighty characters. We've doubled the characters." Like, I'm sure there are a lot of Twitter users who'll be like, "This is great," but then Twitter becomes not Twitter. Like, that's essential. Yeah, now, to yeah, now it's what Facebook. It like, yeah, now it's Facebook, and I don't, you know, right. wow, I gotta. <clears throat> or yeah, and it, it's just strange to watch. I think all of that stuff happen, and certainly with our. Uh, collective experiences and peripheral observing, uh, like around our friends and everything that happens that happens in music, like it's a it's kind of a gray area between like influence is a 
an impossible thing to avoid unless you create in a bunker under the earth and have never been exposed to media. <laughs> and like, yeah. And, and, yeah, and there's something cool about that. Like, there's something really cool about being able to genuinely trace influence and watch it sort of be an ingredient in somebody else's creation. Um, you know, and then there are the like egregious shitty examples where people are like, oh, that's what that's the trend right now? Well, I can whip that up. Um, and that yeah. also is commerce-driven. That's driven by business. That's not driven by creativity. Nobody, I think, sits there and goes like, oh, well, you know, this is the, the trend in, in music or in, in a particular genre right now. Well, they're like, oh, man, I better get up on that. And if, and if creative people are doing it, it's because their interests lie in, in making money and not uh, in being in being, like, truly uh, bold and trying to make something do. Now, that being said, it's, it's fucking hard out there, dude. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and, like I, don't, I can't even hate on anybody for doing it because it's like, well, by the time you get to the point in your life or, or your, like, career or whatever where, like, if you're, let's say you're, I don't know, any creative medium, if you get to the point where you're on the cusp of having, like, a real gig or somebody's offering you some money to do your thing, chances are you've already mitigated what it is you're doing because that door isn't really open to people that don't keep a good amount of their awareness or consideration in a place that is, let's make some money. I mean, even people like, I'm trying to think of an example of like a unique artist that came out and doesn't fit into the box and, and really takes off. But, like, it's sort of hard to do because it's not long before you're branding with a fucking soda beverage or, like, or or selling something. And, like, it's very hard to to, to avoid those things. It's very hard yeah. to not acknowledge the trends going on around you. So it's like, I see it, and it, it, sometimes it's a bummer, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well... You know, if a, if 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 a man or a woman's getting paid doing a creative thing, and it, and you know, it's kind of like, well, great. You know, it it makes room for the Fergies of the world, but it also makes room for uh, some other people that might not otherwise get a chance. Yeah, I was just talking about a similar thing applied differently uh, on. It was yesterday, but uh, when this comes out, it will be last week's episode with Charles McBee. He's a he's a stand-up comic, and he's uh, he's a black guy, and he's got like a lot of uh, political ideas. But he doesn't he doesn't say them when he's doing like the the white clubs that he's trying to get in with because yeah, what what good will his message be if it if it dies there on the stage in front of thirty people? Like he needs to he needs to get those people to embrace him so that when he does his half-hour special or his hour special, then he can say yeah. these things. And, you sure. know, so it's like you have to always, you know, in, in, you, in your world and in, in, in our world, like, we just have to always kind of what what how close do we want to dance on this line and still not hate ourselves and still not yeah. hate what we're creating? Like, I mean, I don't want to do, I don't want to do dick jokes, but like, sure. if I'm in a room on Long Island and I have to get through, and they don't like my smarter, quote unquote, smarter stuff, then I gotta, I gotta tell a dick joke, you know? 
Yeah, dude. I mean, and that's that's like an artist. That's like you know, like there are artists out there who hate that, who who stand against the um, the, the dilution of any idea, and they want to always be doing something, and they love fucking off authorities, and they love being the you know the the odd bird, and like, and I think that's great, but I that's think great. that's that's idealist, and it's for like I don't know. <laughs> a lot of those people that I, the examples of those people that I'm thinking of right now were like rich people that just were also creative. And I was like, yeah, of course you can afford to tell everybody to fuck off. You don't need the system at all. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, so like, so being smart about that, like in this, in the case of of that comic, like that's being smart because he knows like this isn't the time to do that. I need to, I need to keep myself going. So that when it is time to do that, that I'm I'm ready for it and I'm good to go. And the artist fans do that too. You know, you find yourself on a bill with, you know, in my experiences over the years, and and I mean all of them. I mean going back to like being in hippie jam bands back in the day, and like playing in any different kind of band. Like if you find yourself on a bill that skews a certain way, you adjust your set list to make the most sense in that situation. You don't play your, like, you know, your material that doesn't fit in with the rest of the lineup, unless you're one of those people who's like, no, this is exactly where we do do that so that we stand out. And you always run the risk of having that not go well. Right, but in either case, it's an informed decision. It's not just, fuck you, I do what I want. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, all right, well, how do I make the most of this opportunity? This yeah, is an opportunity, and, and I need to make the most of it. So if it's a situation where I can say, hey, everybody fuck off, then, yeah, that's great, and I'm going to nail it. Yeah. But if it's not, then, all right, just chill out, suck it up. Yeah. You'll get them next time. You'll, you'll get to tell them to fuck themselves next time. It's, it's unfortunate, man. I, I was watching uh, Bill Maher last night. And uh, he had Kerry Washington on, and they were talking about Kyle Kaepernick and the, and, and the taking a knee and everything. And she was really, at, which I, I admired because uh, I think this is like a, a thing that in music in like these days is, is particularly disappointing because um, the world is arguably a hundred times worse than it was in the 60s. And in the 60s, even if it was like, you know, it was a different time and a different world, of course, but like artists largely sort of, even if they were misinformed, like led the charge for awareness and change and um, inspiring people to act if they were on their discontent with things. And these days, I think because of the like, you know, like big brother level of coverage of every moment and 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 the, the control of the flow of information like i am i am shocked at the absence of the creative world picking up some of these these causes or or daily injustices that happen all the fucking time and like i think that fear is like well we don't know what the impact on our career will be. And Carrie Washington was saying that um, just because she is a celebrity and just because Kyle Kaepernick is, like, is a famous athlete, um, they did not uh, give up their rights 
as Americans to have an opinion and to speak it loudly and clearly, regardless right, right, of what, right, the, yeah. what the consequences might be and the consequences for uh, for for some of the other NFL players taking a knee, or that like the police forces at the stadiums are are not showing up for work, and like that's the bullshit. That's total bullshit. That's total bullshit. Because yeah. I, I can't I can't not show up to work and get paid because I don't like someone's opinion at work. Especially when you are you know a a a, a state hired and like taxpayer funded protector yeah. of the citizenry yeah. and the yeah. interesting I'm paying thing you to work. Yeah, exactly. And the interesting thing that they said last night about it was like this this disconnect that happens in America with the conservative right and the liberal left, which is like the people criticizing him for not uh not remaining on his feet during the anthem are missing the fact that all and they and they criticize it in the name of the armed forces and the men and women that have died fighting for America. And what they are missing is that the very thing that those people died for is his right to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I mean, almost first and foremost. And that disconnect is a very it, it's a it's a sort of thing where you realize people use this sort of like quote unquote America to. To bolster whatever their opinion is when it when it's helpful. That's what like uh, so that's why I like the Westboro Baptist Church so much. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. I think they're idiots, right. but. I love that they're allowed to speak out, and I encourage them to. I yeah. want them to speak out because then it's like, well, if they can speak out, anyone can speak out. Yeah, because freedom of speech is not freedom of uh, popular speech or freedom yeah. of unpopular speech. It's just speech. Yes. Right, and that's that's what I, I always – so people are like, oh, how can they allow them to do this? And, well – my thought is always, I need we need them to do this. Yeah. Could we stop them from doing this? Then they can stop us from doing anything. They can stop us from talking about Black Lives Matter. They can yeah. stop us from talking about Colin Kaepernick. Like w- once they say, you know, you can't, you can't use that word in public. Oh, yeah. Fuck you! I can use any word I want in public. How's that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's 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 one of those things where like it's uh it's a touchy issue because and it, and it's not new by any stretch obviously and like people forget that like uh that it's a two way street that that protecting your unpopular opinion protects the other side's unpopular opinion as well and I mean and and we're lucky you know and I, I don't really I don't really like glad hand uh living in this country too much but i think like compared to the i mean in russia they just made it recently illegal to repost something online to repost what to repost anything they can decide that what you I back that. Is I, back that. <laughs> I back that i back that i back that i mean right i mean it would be a you know your news feed your feed would be a lot cleaner and clearer for sure uh, but it's like you know, if you repo- imagine today you repost some, you repost the uh, the most recent uh, police murder, uh, police ex- execution that happened, 
Uh, yeah, that uh, yeah. Like you post that and you get uh, and they come to your house and they arrest you. Like, whoa, man! And that's uh, that to me is certainly not just as simple as that. But I, I think uh, that's what a, that's what a Trump America is going to look a lot like. It's going to it's yeah. going to it's going to be fucked. Yeah, it's not going to be great. Uh, it's not going to be great. That's for sure. Mm-mm. I uh. We don't have to talk about that if you want. That's pretty much the that's pretty much that conversation right there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't understand. I don't understand how you can. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get the people who don't want him to kneel. Like I haven't stood for the national anthem. My entire life, or like I'll yeah. stand and I just I won't. You know what I mean? Like, like I'll take my hat off because I don't want to like get booed. Right. But like I'm not putting it on my heart. I'm not saying in God we whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's not. It's not for me. It's, it's no. for. It's for the Christians in 1800. That's who that's yeah. for. Don't take the fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, natural, nationalism and patriotism and devout religious practice and behavior are uh, not appealing to me. They're not practices that make any sense, any logical sense to me. I think the, you know, I've, I've, I've always had a problem with the concept of faith and belief because those words have become, those words have like substituted their actual definition for words like facts and proof. And I think that people that believe things, um, the problem with belief is that, like, it's always linked to truth in the eye of a believer. And, like, once someone believes something the way a child believes the tooth fairy is so, it's very hard to get them to, to not do it. And in those cases where, like, little kids learn that Santa Claus is your mom and dad, Sorry, spoilers for any of you little fucks listening. Um, but like, you know, <laughs> like, like you know, so things like that. Like, they come with a little bit of pain, and then you move on, and the world is the same. Um, and I don't know why we accept it for the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus, and not for these like larger ideas that have, that are like, you know, essentially the cause of most of the unrest in the world. Uh, another gigantic, stupid topic to go into, but, like, that's the problem when you have people who identify with, like, you know, like, people that have the strongest, uh, the most bumper stickers that have flags on them usually have the, <laughs> I mean, occasionally have the least working knowledge of any aspect of the democracy they live in. Uh, and that's amazing to me, is that because because then you have to really ask yourself, like, what is this? Is this, like, what is this spirit? What is all of this, like, for the troops and for the flag and for the freedom? Like, those people aren't in other countries breaking up governments for democracy. They're not doing it for our freedom. There's not been a land invasion in this country's history. So what are we doing? And I think the people that identify with that the most, the most empathy for, they always have empathy for the troops. They don't have empathy for vets. 
and that's the fucked up part, and that's the part of that, yeah, that's, that really. That's hilarious too. I mean, it's dark, man. We want when you're a young man or a young woman getting ready to join the armed forces and fight. Everyone is is all about it, congratulating you, and, and then when you come back and have any number of like health problems or. Uh, Injuries like the, the country does not. We don't treat them the way. It's that another. It's another like way to make people feel inferior. Like yeah. you guys, you guys can become soldiers, and if you become soldiers, then like you could become officers, and then officers come back and they become FBI agents or anyway. you know or CIA or or you know. And it's like, well, if you come back and you're not the officer or the FBI guy or the guy who took advantage and became a lawyer, if you're just a guy who got exploded in Iraq or a prisoner in Afghanistan, oh, well, well, that's too bad. You know what I mean? We We can't help you. Like, we gave you the opportunity to become an officer. If you blew it, like, that's on you. You blew it. I'm also curious. I've always been curious about how the, like, uh, serving in the armed forces so as to get money for college, what those stats are like. And I don't want to dig a hole and find out, like, 90% of everyone that does it is great, and they're in college. But, like, that only yeah. <laughs> like, you know, because recruiting has never happened in, like, they don't recruit in Greenwich, Connecticut, or on the Upper East Side. They re- recruit in neighborhoods where, uh you know the benefits to joining the armed forces are an in, uh, uh, an increase in the quality of your of your life and or I potential think, future. I don't know because I've seen those recruitments on Long Island where where we're where, where I'm from, and like there's a lot of really rich people in our area, sure. but there were also other, you know what I mean? Like they'll be in the rich area, they'll just be geared towards the right the less fortunate of those sure. people. Like, hey, you want to yeah. be more like your friend who got a college scholarship? Join yeah. the Army. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and, like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you think back to the way that Vietnam vets were treated, and, and, you know, then there's this other thing of, like, you know, people when they are, you know, that, that people sometimes in the armed forces do terrible things when they're serving or you know, yeah. uh, or, or, or kill at will or, you know, and, and I, I don't know, you know, I don't, I definitely don't claim to have understanding at, nor do I have any desire to judge someone who has no. like, a machine gun in their hand while they're being shot at 3,000 miles away from your house. Uh, you know, I played paintball once and I almost had a fucking anxiety attack because <laughs> all I could, dude, I swear to God, just all I could think the whole time was, Wow, this is a little scary because I might get a wealth. Real war is hell, and yeah, yeah, and it does require an amount of bravery and courage to volunteer for that. But um, I, I mean, the way that Vietnam vets were like treated upon returning and and being you know being called baby killers and, and murderers and like these aren't people who like made the decisions to, to send in their platoons and I mean there's that's the that's the way the military works and I think that yeah if that were still happening if we were still responding and treating vets like these like 
you know, go go do this thing that we want you to do, and then upon returning, treating them badly. It's just like it's a big suck to watch that happen. And um, I don't know. I don't. I, I know that there's like the VA, and there's all these like things in place, but like I think that's one of the real another one of the like disconnects in America that people don't realize is is happening and, and needs, like, some amount of examination. I mean, maybe the day is coming where we don't send actual human soldiers anywhere anymore, and it's, like, drones and bombs and planes and robots, but that's... But that's, like, another, that's another weird... Uh, uh, I don't know if it's not just the mission, what's the, uh, what's the word? Uh, like, we... Uh, uh, yeah, what are we, liberals, I guess? Are we the liberals? Like <laughs> like so, so okay, so like liberals, right? We we're like uh, we're against war pretty much, right? They, you know, we're we're okay with fighting for our freedoms or whatever. Like most wars aren't about that, so we're like kind of don't like most wars. Uh, but if it was like someone was like, hey, you guys you can't repost on Twitter anymore, we would be like, no, 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 send that, send those soldiers in. But then we're like. Uh, someone who like Obama has like these well not Obama the government fucking he's just he's just the guy in drone he's just the guy on the photos but so like the government has like these drones and they were like oh drones like that's so messed up it's like all right well you don't want soldiers over there either right so like what what what's okay like where are we where's the line like what. Because I'm okay with drones. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, at least we're keeping human soldiers. life. Yeah, like we're. Yeah. Why? Why have both people? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I you know, know when I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it when it is a uh, a, a non-residential, targeted, carefully measured attack, and not the way it went down in the Gulf War and the way it went down after 9-11 where they were blowing up schools filled with children accidentally. Uh, That's that's when I'm okay with it when it's like, oh, there is a battlefield and a battle and some, like, military vehicles and civilians aren't present. Like, I think that, you know, if warfare is heading to a place where it's more and more destructive, which which we all know is in the future of mankind. We all know. It's, I mean, it's it's now like those, though like Hezbollah and those kinds of organizations, Boko Haram, yeah. they they a they train children. They like arm twelve yeah. year old boys and twelve year old girls. They arm them, and then also like they'll hide their nuclear well, not nuclear, but they'll hide their missiles under schools. Yeah. Intentionally. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? And it's like, uh, I, I, look, I don't have an answer. I don't know. Like, it's all horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to live in my bubble. Like, that's really yeah. where I'm at. But uh, it will. A lot of, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good people end up doing, I mean, it, uh, that's like sort of um, the nature of a, a, a a few different things in the world, right? Is like even as a voter, as a registered voter in the United States, like I think more than ever, this election matters 
that you don't abstain from voting and that you don't cast a third-party vote. A third-party vote in this election in a swing state is a vote for most most likely the opposite party. Um, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate thing to rule out third-party candidates during this election, but it is a necessary uh, consideration and a truth. There isn't a third-party candidate that stands even even a even at the most optimistic third-party chance to win. And I have, up until, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 years ago, uh, up until electing Obama, I have been completely uh, disenfranchised with the idea of my one vote. And yeah, because the Electoral College, though, just, it doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't feel... So, so that bubble that you mentioned, like, I think... It is in some, I think at times it's in the powers that be or the system or whoever you want to focus on. It's in their interest for us to resort to that. And the the feeling of hopelessness is a feeling that doesn't inspire people to get involved. And, like, it kind of goes back to the, the thing where I was saying before about, like, dude, I don't, like in the entire time that I was playing in uh, in in rock bands, like major label rock bands, and I'm not pointing the finger at any individuals. I'm looking at the scene. Like the genre of music that 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 I that you know we were around that I was around playing. Like I feel like there were a number of like charitable or um, like. A number of things that we did, either for cleaning water or raising money for this or that, but I don't really ever feel like anyone kept their finger on on one topic or on something that was, like, tricky or dangerous um, and, and, and really went in on something. Like, you didn't... And, you know, dude, I don't know if we need, you know, I don't know if, if the world has another John Lennon coming or whatever. And, and I don't, I, again, I want to be really clear that I don't, a lot of dudes in bands are just fucking dumbasses and they shouldn't be speaking about those things or they shouldn't be dealing with them because they're just not smart people. A shocking number of guys in bands hate to ruin it for you guys are not smart people. So, like, the onus is not on them to do it. But it certainly feels like with the power that you can harness, having people's attention and and the ability to inspire them that, like, somebody's not picking up the reins somewhere. And the people and, – and, and on the other side, the Trumps of the world and, the and like, I don't know, like the, the Fox Newses of the world, like, they are. They're working hard. They're working super hard. Um, and I think the, there are, there are interest, There are parts of the left that are like absent these days. And and in 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 music, uh, it's it's a real bummer. Especially because like I don't know. I even see like Trump uh, with with Trump's quite clear point of view uh, uh, regarding you know blacks and minorities in the U.S. Like. Holy hell! Can can we not get the entirety 
of of artists to come together and be like and be like fuck this. Can't we have a festival that's fuck this guy? Uh, right, there should be. Yeah, yeah. I gotta I gotta I gotta take a meeting tomorrow. I'm gonna put together the fuck Donald Trump festival. But I mean, maybe it's preaching to the converted. I don't know. Maybe it's like an echo chamber. Uh, 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 uh. I don't know, man. I, I wish. Uh, I don't know. We dug in uh, here, man. We went deep on some on some stuff here. <laughs> yeah, we talked about nothing. I uh, had uh, wanted to ask you about. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, hey, I had a whole bunch of questions. You want to start over? <laughs> I uh, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, I just I just parked too, so I. Uh, we're uh, we're done. Um, well, all right. But uh, yeah, we, was it good? yeah, it was fine. I hardly noticed it because I was uh, lost in thought. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, you know, we gotta do this again so we can uh, touch on the like the stuff that I wanted to talk about with you. Uh, find out what you're up to and stuff. Yeah, man, give me the word. I'll be around. You know where to find me. All right, yo, thanks, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, my pleasure. Good to talk to you. Jerk, Neil.